good morning. Good morning. Welcome to this time of worship at the Anastasia Baptist Church. Special Sunday. Special Sunday. In fact, just by show of hands, this is Mother's Day, in case you haven't figured that out. Just by show of hands, who in here has or had a mother? I see many, many hands. Well, happy Mother's Day to all of you who had or have a mother, and even more so if you yourself are a mother. That's even better. Well, we just wanted to let you know that we're thinking of you, all the mothers in here. So there's a, a special video. You know, mothers have a lot of things to say, but there's a lot of things you will never hear a mom say. Watch this video. have to wash your hands. I have so much time to myself. Hey, walk away when I'm talking to you. My kids really respect my privacy. When this timer goes off, please turn it off and do not tell me. Thanks. Here, can you use up all my battery? Don't call me when you get there. I don't want to know where you are. It is just too quiet in this car. Okay, we're about to leave for church, so if you're going to make a huge mess, you better do it now. I don't know. Your dad usually does everything around here. All of these people are such good drivers. Eating dinner is completely optional. Hanging up your towel is completely optional. Flushing the toilet is completely optional. Okay, this time, can you smile more like a crazed lunatic? Hey, you want to dig through the fridge for the fifth time today? I'd definitely rather be here than at the beach. I am loving the look of these chips on the floor. I am loving the smell of your feet in my face. I am loving this back pain. Get a massage. Ew. No thanks. Take anything you want from my closet and don't worry about putting it back. Don't look at the camera. Look over there. If your sister takes your toy, just give her a good smack on the head. Hey, come drink that grape juice in here on the carpet. It's dinner time. Everybody come get a snack. same pair of underwear all week long? <laughs> How do you follow that, right? <laughs> oh, happy Mother's Day to everyone. You know, we are uh, so blessed to have so many moms. Not only moms uh, that are here, that moms that have, are not with us any longer, um, I lost my mom in January, so that's a little different venue for me. But I'm praying for all the moms, and if you might not have a child yet, but you could be a mom in the future, or, or you're a spiritual mom. So whatever way it is, we, uh, we want to celebrate you today on Mother's Day. Just a couple things I want to share with you. If you're new to the church and, or you've been visiting a while and you haven't gone out into the atrium, we'd love to connect with you. And you can do that a couple ways. You can go out in the atrium and fill out the card, or you can do it digitally online. So we would love for you to do that. And the way you do that is put in the phone number 904-441-6900. And what that will do is it will come up on your text and you put in the word connect. And also for the word news, and that will give you the bulletin as well uh, for the things that are going on in the church. You can do that and put the same word in, uh, put the word in news. And for prayer requests, we would love to pray with you even during the week if you have a prayer need. Uh, we'd love to come alongside of you and you can put the word uh, connect again and just put your prayer request in. Just a couple of things I want to highlight that will be going on in the life of the church this week. Uh, May 15th, which is this coming Sunday, a week from today. We will have a baptism at St. Augustine Beach at 1 o'clock. We'd love for you if you uh, have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that's something that's been on your heart. Please do that today, and we would love to connect you with someone on staff, and we can fill out that request for you to do that. Or if you've never been to a baptism, please do that. 1 o'clock, 10th Street, St. Augustine Beach. Also, May 22nd, the next Sunday, we are going to have a called congregational meeting. That's a word, isn't it? Congregational meeting. And what that will be is to talk about the Family Life Center that we're going to be doing and the building and going forward. So we'd love for you to come to that. It will be at 4 o'clock on Sunday in the CLC. 
the Christian Life Center. And then if you have questions, hold your questions on May 18th, which is the Wednesday before that. You can come here to the sanctuary and you can ask the questions that you want and we'll hopefully have all the answers for you. So we are just so blessed that you are here. Have a happy, blessed Mother's Day. Thank you. sing as we sing together. Oh, worship the
Just before he returned to heaven, after his resurrection, Jesus told his followers, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So making disciples starts with introducing people to Jesus. I've asked Bruce Norman to come and share a rather creative way that he's done that just recently. Hi, I'm Bruce Norman. I'm part of the team from this church that provides chapel service uh, the second Sunday of every month at St. Francis House Homeless Shelter here. One of our traditions is, is that uh, immediately before the chapel service, we serve uh, brownie Sundays to anybody who's interested in coming. It's always a hit and very popular. Uh, recently, I was uh, on my way home, driving home from chapel, and I uh, come around the corner, and there's a, a party of about 12 uh, Flagler students, college students, uh, sitting there by the side of the road in front of a house. And so I pull the car over right up in front of them, and I get out and open up the door. Everybody freezes what they're doing. They look at me. You know, What's this guy doing? And I hop up and I say, hey, having a party. Everybody's still looking at me when we say it. I said, I just came from uh, chapel service at St. Francis' house. And I said, our tradition is we have uh, brownie ice cream sundaes. And my wife will not let me bring the leftovers home. Could you guys do me a really, really big favor? Would you, anybody be willing to take off my hands some fresh baked brownies, some fudge oil ice cream, some chocolate syrup? Well, now their attitudes change. We're all in. And so we're passing out brownies and, and, and people passing stuff. I said, oh, by the way, as well, at the chapel, I said, I got a gift for every one of you. It's the Gospel of John. It's a book from the New Testament of the Bible. And so everybody's taking these and they're passing them all down. And everybody's having a good time, you know, with the Bibles and the brownies. One of the kids in the back, he goes, hey, today's Sunday. We got brownies, we got Bibles. Today's Brownies and Bibles Sunday. And so we took this picture commemorating Brownies and Bibles Sunday. And so um, that's a good thing to remember, but the thing I remember is I had in each of these Gospels, I had a Gospel track tucked in there. And as I was leaving, I looked down at one kid sitting there, his head about a foot above the track, oblivious to everything around him, a hand on each side, reading exactly what this tract had to say to him. And so that's a good reminder to me of a truth that there's two things that go hand in hand really well. Goodwill, good news. Goodwill just opens a door for the good news. And not all of us can be carrying around a, a bag full of brownies and a tub of ice cream. But what all of us do have the ability to carry around is five simple words that when we express to people in sincerity, it's the goodwill that opens the door for the good news. And those five words are, can I pray for you? And I think the number of times that I've said, can I pray for you, and I've heard from people, just the heart and a candid discussion that opens the door, the goodwill for the good news. And so just this week, I was, uh, I was out handing out invitations for the chapel service that we have in a few hours from now. And, uh, and I met this beautiful woman, uh, Claudia. And she was in a wheelchair. 
And, uh, and I come up to her and, and, and talk to her, Claudia, what can I pray for you for? I was expecting she's going to be telling me something about um, her infirmities she's dealing with, her health issues she's going through. She says to me, I'd like a whole Bible. I said, Claudia, what do you mean a whole Bible? She says, well, she reaches into her bag. She pulls out a well-read paper New Testament. She says, I got this New Testament, but it talks about other place in the Bible that I can't read. I'd like a whole Bible. And so we prayed together, and, uh, and we prayed for Claudia and the things she's going through. And we stopped and said, Claudia, let's remember this moment when you were praying for a whole Bible. And we capture this moment where Claudia, we remember, we're looking for a whole Bible. We captured this picture. <laughs> we captured, there we go. And, and, and here's Claudia, and we remember this moment. Well, we collectively together, this church, at, at chapel service this afternoon, we're going to bring Claudia a whole Bible. And that wouldn't have happened if we didn't ask for Claudia, how can we pray for you? So this week, let's remember five simple words that's a goodwill that comes with the good news. Can I pray for you? Is there something I can pray for you for? How can I pray for you? Because that opens the door to the good news of the story of Jesus and his love. So what's your brownies and ice cream? In other words, what thing, everyday normal occurrence or thing, are you going to use to be able to create a way to introduce the, the, the old, old story? Let's stand. Let's sing. So long. 
good morning and happy Mother's Day. We're so glad you're here. The, um, you know, at this time of offering, we support many, many uh, ministries and missions around the world, but we also support locally. You know, we support Bruce and his, and his group that do evangelism. We also are going to have our great outreach in, uh, for VBS, and, uh, and your offerings give to that outreach. So we're just really appreciative of your offerings. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this beautiful day, Father. Thank you for the, the mothers that are here and the mothers that are not, Father. We thank you for all of the mothers that we've had. Father, we thank you for the, the many blessings that you give us, Father. We thank you for the, the grace and your love and your mercy. Father, as we come to this time of offering, we just ask that as we give, Father, that you would lead, guide us, and direct us to use this offering for your kingdom. Father, we pray that you would bless this offering and you would bless those that give. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated.
Thank you, Susan, for sharing this morning. And I just, uh, I really appreciate it when she sings. And I pray that you all do too. She has a sweet voice. There's a, there's a verse in First uh, Peter that says that all mothers and all women have a uh, quiet and gentle spirit. When she sings, that comes out of her. And I just rejoice in that. I want to have, uh, before we really get started this morning, if you will for me, I think, are we online, David? Okay, well, you don't have to do this if you're online because we can't see you. But uh, <laughs> for the people that are here in the congregation, I'd like to have you mothers all stand because I'd like to pray over you. And so would you do that right this minute, if you can, please? Okay, well, let's, let's pray together. Thank you again, Lord, for these ladies. Thank you for what they represent to their families, to people that they come in contact with, to their children, to their husbands. I just really rejoice in the fact, Lord, that you can bless these ladies as they have blessed us. And so we give them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want you to give them a clap offering. Would you give them a... So that's the end of my sermon. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I can always count on Pastor David, you know. <laughs> that was really a good video that he showed. And I said this to the first service. There was one thing that was missing in that service, in that video. Do any of you think you know what it is? And David, you can't answer this. Anybody? There was one thing that she left out. That was great. You know what it is? Hmm? No, no. That, well, she didn't say that, but that's true. But, no. No, you don't. Have, she said that. You don't have to go to church. That's okay. That's right. No, this is a very simple thing. And some of you might really remember this. And that is, she, she didn't say to them, you didn't make your bed. <laughs> I remember my mom, and you'll see a picture of her later. She used to say to me, Carl, did you make your bed? And I said, oh yeah, I made my bed, you know. And I knew she was going to ask, so I'd just throw the covers over the bed, you know. And she says, well, let's go look. And so we would go in and we would look and she says, you know, I'll wait here while you straighten it out. I mean, even today, even to this day, you know, I'm over the hill, but I still make my bed. You know, and I think of her, make sure that the things are all in line. <laughs> you know, but I make my bed. But you know what? When I get in it at night, I feel so much better because I've made the bed. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about mothers today. And it is Mother's Day. And you folks online, I pray that you'll enjoy looking at uh, some verses in Proverbs. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs 31. And I want to read you the last few verses in Proverbs 31. It talks about a godly woman. And that's what mothers are. In verse 26 in chapter 31, it says, She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of light, idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her hands have done, and let her work brings and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. What a wonderful uh, overview of a godly woman and of mothers. And that's what you are, all of you that you stood up this morning and represent your families and your husbands and your kids. And because 
of what God has created through you. We as men are lucky to be able to be attached to you as, as husbands and, and uh, fathers. But God created you with a gentle and quiet spirit that you might minister to your family and to your husbands and to your, and to your grandkids. I talked to a lady this morning and she says, I'm just celebrating the birth of my grandchild. And I got one coming in June. You know, I have a granddaughter coming. I know it's a daughter. And I've sent my, uh, uh, my granddaughter, um, my, uh, I sent her some uh, possible names, you know. <laughs> and she, she has not responded. I, <laughs> I can't understand that. Well, anyway, you know, Proverbs, in Proverbs it speaks of the wisdom that a mother has. And wisdom comes down from above. James tells us that. And when it comes down from above, nothing holds it back. It just comes down from above because it comes from the Father. And so wisdom comes down from above. And there are some, there's about seven uh, real important things in this scripture that we read this morning. So uh, I was hoping that maybe Bruce would take a little more time and David too, then I wouldn't have to hold you over until about one o'clock. But there's seven of these there's seven of these points that are really important. And the first one is, in this one, that a mother is pure, covered with the love and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. A mom is pure if she knows Jesus Christ. She's also peace-loving. She's the one that keeps the peace in the family. Example, she keeps unity in that family. One way or another, she does. She's also considerate, really considerate of her husband and of her kids and the neighbors maybe and maybe someone else within, uh, within her relationships, but she's considerate. Then she's also submissive. She's submissive to her husband, and that doesn't mean she's a doormat. She's, she's submissive with power and strength. And women that are submissive in this way you know, the Bible talks much about that, and I'm not going to go into that, but it does. And so submissiveness is really important. And so the Bible says that you can humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, that lady does, and God will do what? Lift her up. And so she's pure, she's peace-loving, considerate, submissive. She's full of mercy and good fruit. Faith in action. The Lord is her helper. She's impartial and sincere. This is a good story, and you'll remember this one. This comes out of First Kings. And King Solomon was on the throne at the time, and two ladies were living together, and one of them gave birth to this baby. And so they started to argue over which one, which baby belonged to what lady. And so they argued, and finally uh, they, brought, they brought them to King Solomon. And you know the wisdom that he had. And so they brought him there, and so they were arguing about whose the baby was. And so he says, just a minute. He calls one of his security guards over. He says, let me get your sword out. And he says, I want you to cut this baby in two. Then each one of them can have half of the baby. And the real mother said, oh, no, she can have the baby. So King Solomon said, fine. He took the baby and gave it to the real mother. And so King Solomon had wisdom, and, and so we're, a good mother is impartial and sincere. And lastly, she's a peacemaker. She doesn't let the sun go down upon her wrath. That's in Ephesians chapter 4. That's a heavy, heavy principle, people. Not only for moms, but for men too. Don't let the sun go down upon anything that you're dealing with. If you have a disagreement in your home, make it right before you go to bed. Because I want you to know when you get up in the morning, it's not going to be gone. It'll be worse than it was when you went to bed. You've got to deal with issues like that, and that's what that verse talks about. That's the principle behind that. Use that principle. It's really important. So those are the seven principles. First, pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit. 
impartial and sincere. So a good and godly mother provides the atmosphere of acceptance, security, a listening ear, understanding, a word of comfort, a warm hug, and a loving touch. She teaches her children to trust and accept and to love the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and the Savior says in Proverbs. There are many mothers in the scripture that we could talk about. And you can think of some of them, I'm sure, if you study the Old and New Testament. But there are many mothers that did great things. And, and you know, I, don't, I have about six of them here outlined. So, but don't be afraid, I'm not going to go through all six of them. But I, I, want to, uh, I want to highlight a couple of them that are really important. Well, the first one I just wanted to talk a little bit about is Sarah. You remember Sarah? She was Abraham's wife and mother of Isaac. And she knew that Abraham had been asked by God to take Isaac up on the mountain to sacrifice him. Now, you as moms, if I came, if I came to my wife and said, you know, I'm going to take my son, Chris, up on the mountain. I'm going to sacrifice him because God told me to do that. Do you think she would say, oh, whoopee, go ahead and do that? No, I don't think so. And I don't think Sarah said that either. But she trusted Abraham. She knew that he was doing what God had asked him to do. And we know the story. He took, her, took him up on the mountain and had Isaac carry all the wood for the sacrifice. That was really something. He must have been a pretty husky kid. You know, so they went up there and they built an altar, put the wood down, and then he laid his son on the altar and pulled out his knife from his, from his belt and was about to kill his son. And then an angel came and said, ah, wait, wait, wait. There's a sacrifice hooked to the bushes there. Grab that and use that. And so when they came back down from the mountain, what do you think Sarah did? Oh, you made it. No, she didn't say that. The scripture doesn't say that. And the scripture doesn't really say what Sarah did. But as a mother, what would you do? You would hug him and love him and care for him. That's what you would do. And I would assume that scripture doesn't say this. I'm kind of reading between the lines here. I think that Sarah probably did that also. Another great mother in the scripture is, uh, is Naomi. You remember Naomi? She's, she was the stepmother of Ruth because Naomi, because Ruth was married to, uh, to uh, Naomi's son and they were in Egypt and they finally came back to Israel. And, uh, and so they were living there. And so Naomi though, uh, told Ruth to go and, and work in the fields by Boaz. And so she went and she was gleaning the wheat in the fields. And I don't know if any of you have ever seen a combine work in the fields, whether it's a big combine or a small one, there's always residue that it leaves behind. It doesn't pick up all the grain like to think it did, but it doesn't. And so these ladies would go behind all the people that were thrashing the wheat and pick up what's left over, and they automatically left that over, left these things over uh, so that they could pick it up so they could take it back home and, and eat it. And so, so Ruth did that, and she family connected with Boaz, and you know that story, Boaz fell in love with her. And uh, I think about that story. Think about that story now. When was the last time, ladies, that you took a nap by your husband's feet? Remember the video? She says, I smell your feet. You know, and that's exactly what, what Ruth did. She went into the thrashing floor, and she laid at Boaz's feet. And, and it was just a sign of humility to her, to him. And we know that, that um, she finally became pregnant and provided a son for Naomi to raise and to care for. And, uh, and so these are wonderful stories, but wonderful mothers. And another one I want to just highlight quickly is the one that all of you really know, and that's Mary. Mary was a young girl when she was pregnated by the Holy Spirit to give birth to Jesus. And they went into Egypt and, 
And on their way to Bethlehem, where they had to go to register for Joseph, they, uh, she was ready to give birth. And she gave birth to this little baby called Jesus, and we know that story. We celebrated it at Christmas, a wonderful story. And so after it was all over, an angel came and said, go into Egypt until I free you up to come back. So they came back. But what I want to show you here is that Jesus was raised in a just a a uh, a home that was just a because um, Joseph was a carpenter and Joseph taught him to be a carpenter. It was a, it was a regular working class family. It wasn't some special king family. It was a working class family, and Jesus was cared for by his parents. And you remember the last words that Jesus gave before he passed away? He was on the cross. Remember John and Mary and Mary Magdalene with the foot of the cross? And what did Jesus say? John, that was the apostle John standing there with them. He said, John, there's your mother. Mother, there's your son. So even on the cross, in his final words... He highlighted his mother. Why did he do that? Because he knew the love that she had for him. And so she was a real example of mothers. And I want to talk to you a couple of mothers. I hope we can get through this. So I did pretty good in the first service. But uh, I've talked about two mothers that I know very well. My mother, I think uh, maybe they can, there she is. She was a cute little lady, wasn't she? And she wasn't a pushover. She was very, she was a homebound mother. She took care of us kids, my sister and I. My dad went to work. She always stood strong for my dad and uh, represented him. And she cared for the home. She taught me to cook, yeah. She taught me to make my bed. She taught me to wash the dishes. Back in those days, we didn't have any dishwasher. I was a dishwasher. But she made us do that, and she uh, helped me to learn how to cook breakfast and supper and all those things that a mother is supposed to do. And then she taught me to be faithful at school, to do my homework, to do all the things and to care for our neighbors if they needed help. She was a great mother. And, and so I've done all those many, many things throughout my life because I caught them from her. She didn't say, I want you to do A, B, C, and D, and then you'll be a good husband and a good son. I caught them because of what she did. Then the other mother, she is. I got through the first service on this one. But anyway, Anne's been gone now for almost a year. But I, I watch my kids today, and I watch what they do. It's because of what she did. And she cares for her kids. And now my two daughters, who are both married, and do things, and my son too. And they do what Ann has taught them. They caught it. She didn't have to say. She didn't have to instruct them. And I want you to know they all know how to make their bed. And so... <laughs> And so they were good examples, both of these ladies. And my mom was a little lady. She was about this tall, but she was feisty. And I'll give you one example. Back in those days, not every home had a television. We didn't. And my grandfather, who got the television first, was my dad's father. And we would always go up and watch TV. We lived in the same house with them. We would go up and watch television, but we had to watch what they wanted to watch. And so finally, my mother one day said to herself, she said, enough of this. Because we would come down and would say, gee, we want to watch Howdy Doody. And they wouldn't let us. And so we, she, she said, okay. So she went down the street where we lived in the city, up in the northern part of the Adirondacks. And she went down to a place that she knew. She knew the guy. And, and she bought a TV and had it delivered to the house and hooked up and everything. And my father was at work. <laughs> and so she bought that television. 
And it was, I mean, it was black and white, but to us kids, it was fantastic. We could finally watch Howdy Doody if we wanted to. And Buffalo Bill Bob, that came on right after that. Some of you might remember that. I'm really dating myself, boy. In fact, I could probably sing the Howdy Doody song still, but I want you to know I'm not going to. And so I only sing with David in the choir. And uh, they didn't need me this morning. They sounded good, you know. So it was, uh, but my, when my dad came home, I was really wondering what he was going to say. Now, where he worked, they walked home every day and walked to work. And so I looked through the window and I could see him coming up the street. And I thought, boy, is, is fire going to fly here? <laughs> and so he came into the house and uh, my mother said, my father's name was Sigurd. And he, she said, Sig, I want to show you something. So he, she took him in the living room and look what we have. <laughs> and my dad said, well, that's wonderful. I don't know what he really thought. But that's what he said. And so anyway, you know, you see these different things with your parents. And my family, both of them were wonderful. And what, I, what real joy is that I see that going on in my own family, my own kids. So moms, you're faith in action. And you always will be. You'll always be a mother. You don't ever stop being a mother. And I remember Ann saying, when did we stop being mothers? Well, she's in heaven now. So even now, she's a mother. And still she reflects on the things that our kids do. And my mother too. And so they, they are real mothers and they'll always be those mothers. And so I praise the Lord for them. And I praise the Lord for you, you mothers. You have a tremendous job. And God has given you a gentle and quiet spirit. That's what it says in 1 Peter 3. It says, women have gentle and quiet spirit. And I know many of you here as I look out over the congregation and I talk with many of you on Sunday morning uh, when, I'm, when I'm here and participating. And I, I really like to talk with you and shake your hands, men and ladies too. But it's really, you can sense the gentle and quiet spirit. That doesn't mean you get, you're a pushover, but you have that sweetness. And I think as you grow older, ladies, that comes out more and more. And so I rejoice for you all as we celebrate this Mother's Day. Godly mothers not only bring me and us up, but they bring you and us to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Anne prayed with both of my daughters and brought them to Jesus Christ. She also prayed with my mother and, re, and my mom received Christ on top of that. And so my son, he, was, he came to know Christ through an evangelist. So Bruce, evangelists are okay. You know, whether even it's ice cream, dump brownies and that's evangelism at its best. And so I rejoice in that, and I thank the Lord for my family. And you need to do the same. So let's pray together. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your love. I thank you for you moms. Bless them this day and praise you for it in Jesus' name. I don't know if any of you, I didn't do this in the first service, and I'm reneging on this. But I want you to have an opportunity if you want to come and know Jesus Christ, if you want to become a member of the church, if you want to be baptized, there's going to be an ocean baptism here. And let's think, I think it's next week, right? And so anyway, if you have never seen one of those, you got to go and see how it, it's done. It's wonderful. And so I, I had a chance this past year, uh, couple summers ago to baptize my two granddaughters and my grandson in the ocean when they came down to visit. And that's really fun to do. They've all been baptized, but they want to do it again in the ocean. And so you people in the ocean is, you know, it's warm now. Uh -huh. And so if you'd like to see a baptism, it's really wonderful. But if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you can do that very easily.
I had a quick testimony, I'll tell you. Don't turn it, don't turn it off yet. And so I had a quick testimony, I can tell you. Well, our staff was gone for a whole week. David and all the staff, a couple of them are sick now, so I don't know what they did when they were away. But, but uh, they had a good time. They went to Texas and heard some good speaking and had a lot of fun together. And uh, I was moving that week, so I'd stayed here. But uh, during the week, I talked with Miss Jeannie at the, in the office and, and Kathy, and they said, call this couple. Uh, they'd like to understand salvation a little bit more. So I did. I called them up. And, uh, and so the husband said to me, he said, we, we hear salvation preached every Sunday morning, but we don't understand it. So I said, he, he said, can you explain it to us? So, you know, that's not difficult to do. So I just took him down through what they call the Romans road and shared that with him and, and, uh, shared that he needed to make a commitment for Christ, to Christ and his wife too. And so we got all done talking and, and I said, each one of you need to pray and ask Christ to come into your life. And I said, okay, you ready? And so the husband came, he said, what do I have to do? What do I have to say? And so, so I shared with him what he needed to say and her too. And they both separately asked Christ to come into their lives. So I said to him, what'd you, what'd you do? What'd you just do? And she, he says, I don't know. But he said, I feel wonderful. And the girl too, she, she says, I'm crying. She said, she said, I said, you're free. God has freed your heart. So if you're here this morning, you don't know Christ. Don't wait. Ask him to continue your life. And David's going to lead us with a, with a final hymn. Pastor David is, and then if you want to come up, you know, I can give you the right route, so please come, and I'll talk to you about it. Let's stand. Receive your blessing from God's word. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father. At the coming of our Lord Jesus, 
with all his saints. Go out now and show a confused world what a man or a woman of God truly looks like. And all God's people who pledged to do so said, Amen. Amen.